0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn some new tricks and to pursue the path of continuing less suckiness. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Adam Johnson.
1: Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray.
0: We decided that that might be the, uh, the continual tagline for, uh, for the podcast. I think it's a good one.
1: Well, the path of less suckiness is sort of a continual phenomenon. So
0: yes, we are, we are all on it. We are on that path. And some, some days, you know, we're
1: (laughs) some days I feel like I've doubled back.
0: Yeah. You're walking forwards. or You're walking backwards. (laughs) Yeah. It just, it all depends.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Did you uh, you play this past weekend? I did. We played at tailgaters, which is a place we've been at a bunch of times and uh, just always had a great time. It's a little bit of a quiet night there um, in terms of turnout, but, um, but they were energetic. (laughs) <laughs> the ones who were there were demonstrative. Yeah,
0: Good. It was fun. It was fun. Yeah, I, I had, it, I had space that you had also posted, um, your rig yeah. video. So, right. Yeah. And that was kind of a nice thing to do. I was trying to do that with the, uh, that new IGTV, which I still don't understand, but, uh, um, I'm still plugging away at it. So. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. You're still working toward uh, Fanny Pack Friday, of course. Fanny
0: Pack Friday is imminent. It is upon us. Um, we were actually supposed to have rehearsal this evening, but, um, w- our guitar player, uh, works again for the, a prominent uh, amp company uh, based out of the UK, and he was at Sweetwater all week for Gear Fest. So he just got back in and needed to spend some time with his wife and his kids. So I get it. Um, I've just got to remember the lyrics to like three more songs. And um,
1: <laughs> hey, you could use an iPad, man. Come on.
0: Nope. No. <laughs> This is th- that being said this is Tools for Fools Part 2. So. Um, hey,
1: listen, before we dive into that, are you yeah. um you got a, any kind of beverage work in that you want to share with us?
0: No, you know what? I um I've been drinking water. So. Oh, it's probably
1: it, smart. Probably <laughs> smart. I wanted to say I'm currently uh, enjoying very much a Sierra Nevada Hazy Little Thing IPA in honor of the very first song I ever sang with a cover band, which was Crazy Little Thing called Love. There you have it where you're a high school and I still do it played it last weekend. I'll play it next week. Yep.
0: That's a good one. I'm actually in, in podcast central is, is literally I'm staring at my bar, but I am, uh, I'm not partaking this evening. Yeah. Uh, so another thing that, uh, happened this past week that was kind of neat is, um, we were, and by we, I mean my team, which is a very small team. It's me and basically our admin got invited by um, another uh, event band in the area. Who's been around for 20 years
1: wow.
0: um, to come over to their spot and just kind of like talk about stuff. Cool. It was really interesting. Um, Cause they've been, they've been at it for, for a while. And um, you know, I asked for, you know, brutal honesty about what they saw and what they thought we could do. Um, and, they did not give me any feedback that I didn't already know, um, mm. so it was all helpful. And there's also like a potential of, of you know some business being thrown our way by them, um, but it, it gave me some some very specific actionable items for us to work on in order to um, kind of drum up some more business and just be a bit more uh, competitive in the market. So it was super valuable.
1: And like if, like what what uh, um, any tips you want to share?
0: Well, you know the the things that they were that they had suggested now to be fair, they are top tier. They're a 10 piece band in the Mm. 15 to $20,000 range. Right. So they are, you know, they're high end. And, you know, the things that they, a couple of things that I gleaned from it that I I thought were really good ideas is having multiple cuts of your promo video that Hmm. appeal to different markets. So, um, if you, you can, you can take like the base footage of the the promo video and then kind of aim it in a particular way uh for a specific kind of client so you'd have one that's kind of geared towards weddings and one that's kind of geared towards bars and one that's kind of geared towards municipal events and you can do that pretty easily just by tweaking you know basically your b-roll and that's that seemed like a really good idea because um you know what they had actually said was they were like oh you know we see in this in your video that there's, you have a lot of this great footage of you guys in front of big crowds and that's great. But, um, but a prospective bride may look at that and say, Hey, that's too much. I, Mm -hmm. you know, that's, I don't think we can, we can handle that for our wedding. So it just kind of opened my eyes to, you know, what it, what that looks like and, you know, how to, you know, get inside the mind of, you know, your, your potential clients. So, um, we are supposed to, uh, I think shoot some footage this weekend and we'll be taking the old footage from the previous promo and we'll probably be decking out a new promo, um, in the coming weeks. So Very good. it was good stuff. If you have the, um, if you have anybody in your market that is a little further up the line than you are, it, um, it never hurts to reach out to them. Um, I've done it multiple times and this was, you know, this one kind of fell in my lap because they kind of, you know, got in touch with us and, um, you know, I think they saw the possibility of us to kind of fill some gaps for them in a, in a pay scale, um, just cause we have lower overhead, but it was just, it was a good, a good conversation. And it also was re a good reinforcement that we are on the right path. We are doing, you know, the right stuff. Um, but there's always stuff to tweak and there's things to improve on. So cool. Good stuff. very Cool. Yeah. So we ready to do this? Let's do it. Right. Tools for fools, part two. Tools for fools, part two. Electric Boogaloo,
1: back from the dead and ready to party.
0: So, would you like to uh, to you know? I I listed about seven last week of stuff that we use. Um, were there any in particular that you wanted to uh, to lead off with?
1: There's one that's absolutely critical to the clanky linkers. Right. We really um, without it, we would have to assemble such a hodgepodge of tools. Um, that to have it all in one place is well worth the basically pittance I pay for it. Um, and it is a tool called band helper. Mm -hmm. I'm not getting paid for this, but I, I, um, am happy (laughs) to give a completely unpaid endorsement, uh, just as a user of it. It's, um, a mobile app runs on tablets and phones, both Android and iOS. And it has a web interface that uh, is excellent as Mm -hmm. well. And it does all of those things. Um, it manages, uh, our set lists. It is the thing that is on my iPad on my music stand to be a memory aid, mm-hmm. um, and I drive it with a Bluetooth foot pedal to do page turning and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so it manages repertoire songs. You can you can um, do a very rich uh, song management uh, workflow in it with tags and categories and all sorts of things. Um, you can define custom fields. We defined uh, who sings. Various songs, so we can sort by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can color code them by various things. So the song and set list and um, chart management features of it are very, very strong. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get with the free version.
0: Which is setlist helper, is that correct?
1: Uh, no, setlist helper is now discontinued. Well, all he has now is band helper, and the free version is feature equivalent to the thing that used to be called setless Got it. So you don't get setless Helper anymore, you get band helper and just use the free version yeah. if that's all you're interested in. We had tried,
0: I think, the 30 day free version and I don't know if we just didn't get deep enough into it to see the value. I mean, again, he was only charging what? Like it's
1: I don't know. It's like thirty bucks a year yeah, or something for five users. It's it's not yeah, yeah it's, it's not
0: it's it it is a very small investment. And if you have no system Um, you're basically going from like zero to sixty, like immediately. Totally. Um, so I, I, I do, while we don't use it, um, I have messed around with it and I think it is a, it is a good product and it may be something we yeah. revisit at some point.
1: Now what's in, what's in the paid version is scheduling. Mm-hmm. So we keep all our, all our dates on there. We keep, you know, when somebody has a blackout period for vacation or whatever, they put it in there. So we always know the state of the whole band. And if, by the way, you don't have something like that, it could be a Google calendar. I don't care what, um, <laughs> without that, Every opportunity to book a show becomes a total ordeal. You text everybody and call around and make sure Pete has that weekend off and see that Sarah can make it to this the stage. Oh, she can't. All right, you got to get the sub. And It's like a whole thing. Or you can have a band policy where everybody's putting their dates into a calendar and it's all in one place and you're sitting there with the venue going to book a date and you just look and you like can see when you're open and it's a no-brainer. Yep. So one way or another, you got to have that. Band Helper provides a very good one. Um, the other thing that it does a couple other modules that I use in it, the contact manager- mm-hmm. is just a really simple um, cms contact um, customer management system that you can enter venues and contacts and um, even a pretty simple like a follow up tickler system you can put in actions to do in the future and it'll remind you um, now,
0: did you just mention tickler? Yes, which is a plugin for
1: that platform, yes uh for what platform
0: uh for ben have the only reason why i asked that is that we there there's a a program called tickler that is a plugin for zendesk which is something that we use oh
1: i see no that's uh, i mean a tickler is a uh, you know in content in, or a customer relationship management systems a tickler is a, like a a reminder reminder, yep. reminder system right it's just yeah, a, there just happens to be a, a, word, an so.
0: actual program called tickler that <laughs> exists um, yeah
1: that does that that implements a tickler yeah. right yeah. The other thing that it does is finance. So you can manage in it, the splitting up of pay, the splitting up of, uh, costs. You can, um, I used it last year to produce a report for my accountant of my expenses that for deductions, mm-hmm. it was like a one button deal to dump out that report. Um, all in all a really, really excellent system. And I'll say this too: that the guy who writes it. It's a one man shop. Yeah. His name's Arlo, Arlo Leach. And, um, I've reached out to him a couple of times with like, Hey, I think I'm reporting a bug and he's back to me within hours. um, Either telling me how to work around the thing or that I used it wrong or whatever. Um, In one case, I complained that there was no archival of old set lists. It's like, I want to keep old set lists around it. i like to want to be able to refer to that later, but I don't need them in my face and there's no way to get rid of them. I made that request. I want to say two years ago. And in the new version he put out last week, um, a feature that handled that was included, and he emailed me like individually to let me know that that feature that I requested two years ago is now in. So you know, I was just totally blown away at this guy's customer service and the, just the sheer organization it takes to <laughs> to pull off that kind of contact. It was it was really stunning. Yeah, he. Um,
0: if you go like his his tutorial videos are dry but super thorough
1: <laughs> yes and
0: he really just he cares
1: yeah yeah yeah. it's a very very good package i really there, there are other ones out there that i um i know exist and i haven't even really touched them because i'm so happy with band helper um so there may be things that are, you know are prettier but there probably are things that are prettier he's put his time into features and not looks um but uh but um I can I can stand behind band helper pretty solidly.
0: Yeah. And like I said, at some point we probably will revisit it because like it it does serve a purpose and it, it was, you know, it did have all those things. I think for us it was just kind of switching you know, switching everything over because we're we're really in the in the Google apps ecosystem. So we yeah. use Google Drive um, for all of our tracks, and we use Google Calendar for our our calendar because you know at this point, you know with you guys you have you have core dudes, but I've got a network of people including right. agents and and you know just outside people you know that having having it in a an easily accessible format was was kind of paramount. Um, sure.
1: Well, and the other thing is the licensing is per seat, yeah. and at five it breaks over into a more expensive category. Yep. So there's there's that
0: i think there's like i think the top tier is maybe 100 bucks a year and that's for like 25 30 people something like that it it is pretty ridiculous so yeah band helper if you haven't checked it out um they do offer a 30-day free trial and if you can get your information into the system um it it could be a a real game changer for
1: yeah especially like you say if you're not already invested in something it's it's a it's a great place to start absolutely
0: completely agree
1: that's my main tool. I got some others, to, but uh, but uh, you take a turn. What
0: do you got? Um, so I'll just go ahead and throw Google Drive out because it's a good way for you know for people to share files. You know if you're using if you're using tracks or um, you create learn files, I just have everything up in a central place, so I can just send a sub a link to a folder with a bunch of stuff for them to learn. Um, that's been super helpful, and also just as a way to share large files with people. So if somebody needs, you know, high, uh, high resolution artwork that can't be emailed, you can just shoot them a link to Google drive. You can put all that stuff and organize it there. And, you know, it theoretically doesn't, there's no limit to it. So the more stuff you put into it, you know, th- there are also tiers of that, but it's, it's been, it's been useful for us for sure. Um, and you were talking about, uh, you were talking about finance management Kind of expenses, mm-hmm. expense tracking in um, in Band Helper. Um, what I am using is uh, QuickBooks Self Employed, yeah, which has is another deal where it's an annual fee, but I feel like it's pretty reasonable. Um, and it's got a built, it's got an app, and what you basically do is um, you link your accounts to it and. It's, it's pretty much, you can set up rules. So if like something comes out regularly, that is an expense. You can just create a rule and it automatically categorizes it for you. Um, it will then, you know, of course, dump it into Quicken or QuickBooks when you go to do your taxes at the end of the year. Um, for me, the thing that really made it even better is that, um, it auto tracks your mileage. So mm. It just basically, when you get a car and you go somewhere, it, it knows where you, where you went and how far you went and what the deduction is. Wow, and it's the same thing. You literally swipe left or swipe right, whether it's personal or business. Um, mm. It does not get any easier because what I was doing before that is I was using a, a Numbers spreadsheet on my phone where I put in starting mileage and ending mileage on every single trip. Um, yeah, which is good if you're getting audited, but man, it's not easy to remember this right. thing. Yeah,
1: I, I estimated mine. I just I sort of guessed at it, which is easy to do, but not great if you're audited.
0: Yeah, so. <laughs> Just looking at where we are right now, we are. I have done 530 miles uh, work-related. That's 289 dollars in deductions. Um, wow! Currently, my top deduction is contract labor, which is paying my guys out. Um, I've spent almost as much on uh, advertising as I have on food. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's. Uh, th- this is just kind of at a glance, and um, we have grossed a decent amount of money this year so far
1: yeah so that's good i, I just glanced at it. it's five bucks a month um there's a higher tier that does some more automation exporting to uh, quick um to turbo tax and whatnot yep. but
0: yeah i think i just uh, paid the i think there was like a deal right after tax season or right around tax season where like it was like the whole year for not a whole lot i think it was like 50 or 60 bucks so i think it was like 10 or 15 percent off uh that seemed really like a complete no-brainer because i was I kept, I was missing deductions because I was forgetting to put them in
1: right now. That's the thing. That's the thing with deductions. That's so cool. That's actually really useful. I may have to look into that.
0: So, um, again, that's it. That's one of those apps that is integral to our business. That is not music related whatsoever, but is really, really useful. Yeah. Um, I'll throw another one out there, which doesn't may not seem obvious, uh, from the, from the drop, but, um, pages, which is an Apple, uh, application. Uh, it is free if you have a uh, a Mac. Um, it is, in my opinion, the one of the most robust desktop publishing platforms on the market. Uh, when I started working for Apple, uh, I had to learn how to use it. And boy, did I learn how to use it. I knew that application mm-hmm. inside and out. And currently, I use it for about 90% of our promotional material. Uh, I use it to make flyers. I use it for um, for layouts for stuff that we post on Instagram. It's just it's a really robust but really simple platform to use. So if I can avoid going into Photoshop and and not use those tools, I could do most of it in Pages. That's good. But yeah, it, as far as like flyers and stuff, it it,
1: it just kills. It's a really really That's great cool. platform. I'll have to try that out. I've been using um, iStudio Publisher. Yeah, which does okay. It's it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I'll have to try out Pages.
0: Yeah, the you know, the only thing I wish it the, if there was one thing from Photoshop that I wish that they would take is a layers menu.
1: Yeah.
0: So you can do layers, but there's no visual representation of where things are. You can say bring forward, bring backward, bring to front, bring to back, but like once you get with like four, four to five different elements, it can get a little tricky. Um, but that's literally my only gripe about pages. It's a fantastic platform. Huge fan, huge, huge fan.
1: Good. So, uh,
0: and Photoshop is great, but, uh, Photoshop is too much for most people.
1: Yes, for sure. For sure. I did posters in Photoshop for a long time and then I quit doing that because it was (laughs) too hard. Super tedious. Yeah, it really is. Lots of control, but very, very, uh, fiddly. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> Listen, you mentioned paying your guys. Yep. Do you have some, uh, mechanism for that? That's other than just a paper check.
0: Um, I do not use paper at all if I can help it. Um, Very good. depending on the person, um, and their preference, I use one of the instant pay options that are on the market
1: that I, <laughs> yeah. we've just, we, we've <laughs> recently gone all in on uh, Venmo. Yep. Um, which is I I worry how long they'll be around. I see no monetization going on of that platform at all. Yeah. Uh, so I hope they're making good deals with banks because they're certainly not making a good deal with me. They lose every time I spend uh, money on their system.
0: Yeah, I mean I use PayPal a lot, um, and I even use it with clients um, just because it's it's pretty widespread and it's easy for, to to tell people. Um, sure. We have here's just a another free tip. Um, if you are in if you are doing personal private events and and you are thinking about drafting a contract, go ahead and put an overtime clause in your contract because it happens. And when it does happen, it's, it can be hard to kind of shore up. (laughs) And I'm only saying that because, um, the host of the event that we went, that we did on this, uh, on Saturday, uh, implemented the overtime clause. And now I'm having a hard time getting in touch with her. (laughs) Uh, they were having a really good good time and she may just be trying to find the money.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, On that, on that topic, do Mm -hmm. you charge uh, when you do a wedding, do you charge extra for early setup?
0: No, we have a flat fee that will fluctuate. Um, You know, there's, there's two schools of thought to this. Um, You know, some people, they have their pricing. It's like a menu on their website and each component costs a certain amount of money. And it's all up front. So you know what you're getting. Um, we do not do that because in reality for most gigs, we do have some margin to work with. And if, you know, you come in, you know, $500, a thousand dollars over their budget, but you can make it work with what they do have. You, I don't want to scare potential people away. Right. Um, So no, it kind of goes with the territory that if you are playing one of those kinds of events, you know, you're going to have an early load in. Um, so no, there's no, there's no surcharges for that kind of stuff. Um, I, I will charge extra for my, my guys playing over their contracted time because, um, I think just out of respect that, you know, they deserve to be compensated for the time that they're literally working. Right. Um, and for us, it's 150 bucks per player per hour, um, which is enough to make it sting, but not unruly um, to you know scare them away.
1: Well, <clears throat> yeah, I mean it's it's um, it's a piece of change, but if uh, you know, given it's on top of you know, it's just a it's a fairly small fraction of what they've already spent. But yeah. it's if I was a player, like extra buck fifty to play for another hour, like I'm in. You know, it's, yeah. it pays pays for my time. I'm happy. Yep. Seems like a good price for that.
0: Yeah, what I what I end up doing is because we typically have crew, I don't include the crew in the um, in the cost. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's it's per player per hour, not per crew gotcha. per hour. So right. what it, it basically ends ends up everybody gets a hundred bucks. So that way, you know, the sound guy and if he has an assistant, his assistant gets a hookup as well. So yeah, that's good but yeah, it's, um, it's an important thing to have, uh, kind of off topic, but you know, good thing to know. So yeah, we do use uh, digital payment, um, because it is instant and, um, people like it.
1: Sure. That's the way the world's going. Yep.
0: So let's see.
1: What do you, do you cut any of your videos? I do. And I, um, um, I have used iMovie for that. Yep. And, uh, and it does okay. It's not, there are much fancier packages, but, uh but iMovie does fine. The thing that I had to learn about was, um, you know, if I have money, cam- more than one camera running, mm-hmm. they've all got an audio track. Yep. Um, <laughs> two tricks I learned. One was how to detach audio and yes. just listen to one camera and not listen to them all, all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, the other is, and if I had thought, you know, um, uh, the thing that they clap to start shooting a scene in a movie, mm-hmm. they actually call it a clapper. Yeah. The The point of that is that you can sync a spike on the audio track with the with close the of that thing, yeah. and you can get everything all synced up on the audio. Um, I was having a heck of a time getting my video tracks to be in sync so that when I cut, it was a, like cutting at the same moment on all the tracks mm-hmm. until I realized I could look at the pattern on the audio tracks, and that was much easier to line up. Yep. So, yeah, th- any of you trying to <laughs> put together multi-track audio, uh, multi-track video, line them up on the audio tracks because you can see the, you know, the pattern of the sound wave, and it's mm-hmm. really clear where you know that drum hit is. You can see yeah. it, and you can just line them all right up, and then everything's in perfect shape.
0: So, if I'm doing single camera stuff, I typically use iMovie because it is, from a workflow, it's much quicker. Um, I will say that if you do have a multicam setup, um, I I will throw it into Final Cut Pro, which is just an app that I have, um, and it's not terribly expensive when you look at some of the other options. Um, but it it does multicam really easily. You basically, if you have multiple clips that are, are all from you know. From different sources recording the same thing, um you basically drag all three files on top of each other the application syncs the audio and the video and the the separate <laughs> video lines together
1: Indeed. and
0: then you do you actually can do the multicam switching in real time as you're going through the uh, through the clips nice. so like you, can, you basically have a matrix of all of, the, all of the footage playing simultaneously, and you just click on a window, and it switches from camera one to camera two and camera two to camera three and all of that. It's really neat. That's um, cool. And once it exports out, it, it's really easy. Um, again, one of those neat tricks I learned when I was working for Apple and got certified in Final Cut. Um, and since we're on the... Um, the the Apple you know bandwagon. I'm I'm very sorry for PC users. We are we are both <laughs> Mac users yeah, yeah. Uh, and and pretty dyed in the wool. Um, if you have any suggestions of uh, PC equivalents to any of these, please let us know. Um, either shoot us a, a message at coverbandconfidential at gmail or hit us up on social media. Um, you know that might be something that we add. Uh, maybe we'll add a, th- a thread on the the Facebook page after this uh, this episode airs.
1: Yeah.
0: I'll say this, the, uh, the iOS version of iMovie is actually really good. Um, yeah. If you're trying to do something kind of on the fly, just a quick and dirty um, post for social media or, or whatever. Um, again, it's a really great platform and it's, it's pretty easy to, to stitch stuff together really quick for, um, for promo purposes.
1: It's true. You know, the other surprisingly good iOS app from Apple um, is uh, GarageBand. Surprisingly good on, uh, particularly on an iPad. I don't um, iPhone is a little touchy, a little small for it, I think. But on the mm-hmm. iPad, boy, the the it's it's really nice. It's really nice.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, and if you're doing any sort of recording, it, it's it's crazy what you know what you can do on that. There's literally, I mean, they're they're like hip hop producers and pop producers who work <laughs> in garages yeah. on their iPhones. Like that's yeah. their that's, that's their, their whole studio. Thing.
1: Yeah,
0: it's ridiculous. Um,
1: yeah, it's pretty amazing that you know. I mean, not to belabor being an apple fan but um they it's it, you get a whole different caliber of software when you, the software has to be good to sell the hardware mm-hmm. it's a whole different thing from like google's software has to be good so that they can sell your personal information Yeah, <laughs> and it only has to be good enough you know facebook only has to be good enough to collect the network of your friends mm-hmm. <laughs> right but like there's a two to three thousand dollar piece of hardware hanging on the quality of you know final cut pro and. Yep. um boy, they, they do good work on it.
0: Well, and not we're going to just go ahead and beat this thing into the ground because the next thing that I was going to throw up is Logic Pro. Oh, there um, you go. So as far as DAWs go, DAW stands for Digital Audio Workstation. We are going to try to avoid jargon and, uh, and TLA's. industry speak.
1: Yep. TLAs, three-letter acronyms.
0: So, um, yeah, Logic Pro is my weapon of choice. It is an Apple. Uh, it, it is it is a a DAW that Apple makes. Um, it is two hundred dollars, and that's for everything. There's not like it's not like Ableton Light and Ableton Pro and Ableton Suite and Ableton whatever. Logic is Logic, and it's one ninety nine. And just an inside tip: um, if you go on like. Kinja deals or another kind of deal website, you could probably find a place that's selling hundred dollar iTunes cards for $85. So you could get it for $170 mm. instead of 200, just throwing it out there, um, there from a platform. It's pretty incredible. Um, I've got a friend who, uh, who works completely in the PC world. And he's like, Oh man, you know, this bundle just went on sale and this bundle just went on sale and you can get Melodyne for this. And you can, and I'm like, dude, I, I don't need those because Logic comes with a really good sampler, a really great drum machine setup. It's got great plugins. It's there the latest version actually has a vintage EQ collection so you can you know what you were spending on Steven Slate or Waves plugins for, you know, a you know a an SSL style EQ or an API style EQ or a Neve style EQ like they it's it's baked in. And every time they come up with an with with an update it's got, you know, a new sampler. It's got a new set of plugins. It's got a new feature. It has elastic audio. You can beat sync. Uh, it has elastic pitch, so you can pitch correct like you can in Melodyne. The only thing it doesn't do yet, and I say yet because it probably will happen, is the polyphonic um, pitch correction, which is the one thing that Melodyne does have that I, I do want, where you can like fix entire chords and you can mm-hmm. make a song in major, a major key, sound like minor, and right. all of that. Um, pound for pound, dollar for dollar, there's really not anything... That can beat it, um, but if you're looking for budget options, I would recommend some. Audacity.
1: Good old Audacity. I've used Audacity for uh, some multitrack work I did with my last band, and um, it's free uh, or mm-hmm. close to it, and um, it's 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 very very powerful. It hides a lot of its power behind a fairly obscure user interface.
0: I would say not necessarily obscure, but dated.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's not um, it's not slick to work with the way logic is i'm sure yeah
0: it's not user-friendly in that sense yeah um i stumbled into go ahead
1: well i should say it's the kind of thing that once you sort of know where all the tools you need are it's quite quick to get around it's not Mm -hmm. like you know a dated interface is um necessarily you know poor from a workflow standpoint yeah um but you know it doesn't have a lot of the uh, automatic stuff that you'll find Mm -hmm. in logic pro for sure
0: Well, I stumbled into Audacity because I found this whole pile of uh, Rock Band and Guitar Hero uh, Mm. files.
1: Yeah. In order to convert
0: them to WAV files, Audacity is one of the few uh, DAW platforms that reads AUG files and MOG files. So (laughs) I I became intimately acquainted with Audacity. Um, And uh, again, it's a very powerful uh, platform. Uh, It reminds me of Cool Edit Pro, which is what. The first digital audio uh, <laughs> editing software I ever used um, back in the day, and actually Adobe, Adobe bought them, and now that's Adobe Audition. So um, all that technology is still baked in. The other one I was going to suggest is Reaper. Yes, um, and I know that Reaper is huge on um, on the interwebs. All of the uh, all the all the kids they're they're using the Reapers.
1: Yeah, Reaper. I've, I've used Reaper some too, and uh, I would say similarly, it's. Um... It's not a pretty interface, uh, but it's very, very powerful, and its features run real deep. Um, but it kind—it of, doesn't help you find them. <laughs> you kind of have to know what you're looking for. Yep. And um, when I first started using it, I did not know what I was looking for, and I, I stumbled quite a lot until I found my way. But um, uh, yeah, the album that I recorded with the last band I was with was all entirely done on Reaper, and it was um, once we got good at it, it was easy to do. Yeah.
0: And, you know, this is, this is different strokes for different folks. There's so many different great DAW platforms. Um, everything from, you know, Ableton to, uh, studio one, you know, they're all basically you're baking the same cake with slightly different ingredients at different altitudes, but it's all do You're doing the same work. Um, find one you like that fits your price point and has the features you need and use it. That's really all it boils down to. Um, now moving out of the uh the production side to the live side, we use uh Apple's MainStage program which is another one of those stupid deal platform kind of things that, you know, mm-hmm. doesn't make sense on paper. Um they are, it, it is the Venmo of the Apple Music uh right. Right. universe because um it's $29 and it's got every single audio plugin from Logic to use in a live setup. So all of the keyboards, all of the drum machines, all of the guitar amps and pedals and emulators are in this platform for you to use live. Um, for keyboard players, it has almost completely eliminated the need for you know, a workstation-style keyboard like a Kronos or a, or a like a Motif-style um, platform. Um, in the church world, it's almost all they use. Mm-hmm. And we use it for uh, for track playback, um, which is kind of using you know a bulldozer to build a sandcastle. Um, and at some point, we may just switch to an iPad because it is just playing back a stereo track. I actually sent you one yeah. of our tracks because you were yeah. kind of curious uh, about yeah. some stuff we had. So um, there really isn't much to it, uh, but it does provide a nice, pretty uh, interface and an easy to organize setup.
1: Um, and now you are you playing your um, new wireless guitar through it?
0: Uh, I will at some point. Um, I, you know, with the, with the advent of the events that we've had coming up to prepare for, um, I took it out of the box. I plugged it (laughs) into main stage. I played, (laughs) you know, probably 20 minutes on it and then I put it on the shelf and it has stayed there. Yeah. So once I get this, this nineties thing, hopefully going, um, I'll have more time to mess around with it and hopefully start trying to work it into shows but yeah the the goal would be to put put it through main stage in the future
1: right yeah the the show that i the show that i did with my uh alesis vortex uh wireless guitar, um yeah i used main stage and it really just used four presets i think for the four mm -hmm. tunes i did and just walked through them on the keytar you know changing tracks changing um presets from the cursors on the keytar worked great Mm -hmm. wirelessly it was all it was all perfect
0: yeah, I mean, you can literally make it do whatever you want. When I was playing original music, I used MainStage um, when we were doing in-store performances. So again, to terribly date myself, <laughs> um, my band used to do in stores at Hot Topics around the country. Wow.
1: Okay. And
0: so we would do a portion of our set acoustically, and then for you know to to promote the new EP that we had just finished, um, we would basically play. It was it was just me. Uh, the lead vocalist, the guitar player, as as a trio, because um, we were the people that you know were necessary personnel, I guess. And I would play through. Um, I would play through main stage. I had an Apogee duet, which was like brand spanking new at the time, mm-hmm. and um, running Guitar Rig, which is um, not Guitar Rig. Um, no, it was Guitar Rig, the Native Instruments plugin, um, running some obnoxious, you know, Mesa dual rectifier setup. <laughs> for my pop punk band uh but it did the trick and um so much so that like i would go i would actually we would do in stores at apple stores to show people how we used the hardware and the software to do what we did cool so um yeah it's a it's a it it is a huge powerful platform to do basically anything you want to do with it so can't recommend it enough it's awesome so that is all of my apps. Do you have any other apps you want to throw in?
1: I think that covers pretty much what we use. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of my guitar stuff and PA stuff comes with sort of management apps. Mm-hmm. Um, the the TurboSound IP2000 has a, an app that um, controls it over Bluetooth. If you choose to do that, I mostly just work with the dials on the back of the thing. Yeah. Um, and there is an app for the uh, Pro uh, MI909 IEM transmitter. There's an app for the, gosh, what else? Oh, there's a mobile app that controls the um, DBX Drive Rack PA2. Uh, and you use that to um, run its auto EQ thing. It, it uh, you, you use a, a measuring microphone, and it auto EQs the room and sets up... Um, suppression on feedback on the frequencies it finds and whatnot, and that's all driven mm-hmm. off an app. Those are all very you know, special purpose and attached to hardware. And I love that hardware, don't get me wrong, yeah. but those are probably not tools that you, you certainly don't need them if you don't have that hardware. It doesn't do you any good.
0: Yeah, and as far as like other stuff that we use, um, we, we have an X32 rack, and, and we use... Um, unfortunately, Behringer has stopped doing development on the X32 platform apps <laughs> in iOS, so they're not 64 bits, so they don't run well. So we run everything off of the Midas M32 setup. Right. Um, because they did. Um, I don't know what that's all about, but um so we use the M32 Q uh to mix our monitors individually on our phones, and then we use the M32 mix uh app on an iPad to do our front of house. Yep. Um I'm trying to think what else I was gonna there was one other thing that I was thinking about that completely eludes me at the moment um we use wireless workbench if we're doing we're scanning rooms and stuff for Mm -hmm. um for wireless signals uh you don't have to go that route we can also just do it straight off of the units themselves um there was something else i was going to mention um oh so when we do use uh Memory devices. I am splitting probably between Onsong, which is just the first app that I bought that did that particular stuff. And actually, I, I've I've I bought a membership to Ultimate Guitars app. Yeah, because I started doing the acoustic dates and and you know with a data connection you can look up. Um, court charts and stuff on the fly, and that seemed pretty appealing, even though right.
1: I have yet to actually do it.
0: <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I,
1: I bought, there was a deal that I bought a lifetime membership there, and I, 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 I hear those guys get a lot of hate, and I think it's because they're so busy selling their memberships.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I will say this once you own a membership, it's an, it's a, I mean, all that annoying sales stuff goes away, and it's a very good tool.
0: Yeah. And I mean, the, my only gripe is, is that the, the product, and I, I say product a little loosely that they're selling is crowdsourced.
1: Right, there's that.
0: So sometimes you can get really really great stuff, but sometimes you might start a song and you get to the the pre-chorus and you're like, this is a complete this is completely wrong. Right, um, which. I I've been caught in a couple of times, which, which did suck.
1: Yeah. I don't um, think I'd, I don't think I'd play anything live, uh, cold from there. I, yeah. I think I would want to vet everything I got from them. You know, they do have that sort of voting and ranking system that helps yeah. with that some, but, uh, um, yeah, but it,
0: I, I don't trust the ears of the, you know, right. Some of the people I, I work with, I don't know if I'd trust, you know, <laughs> internet strangers, right. 47 people thought this was the right chord and all of them were wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I will say this. One of the songs that we had to learn for um, for Fanny Pack Friday is Love Fool by the Cardigans. <laughs> um, from a guitar standpoint, that song is deceivingly difficult. Um, there's a lot going on there. And um, I found their official kind of guitar pro setup where which had all the parts split out. Uh, and I learned that song. Cool. So uh, I, I will give them that. I, I think it's a... It, again, it's not insane. I think we just kind of have to... We have to get on board with the fact that if we want something of quality, we have to be willing to pay for it. Right. And I think that's, I'm, I'm slowly kind of coming around, you know, when the, when the iOS platform opened up to developers, I was like a $1.99 for an application. What is this? I know. It's just, you know, so offensive that I would have to pay money. But now I realize that, you know, free stuff typically is selling my stuff and I don't like that. So yeah. I might as well buy into it.
1: Right. Right.
0: But if I'm buying into it and they're selling my stuff, then I don't like that. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, uh, you mentioned a song that was deceptively hard. The one that I'm working on that's like that, and with the help of uh, Guitar Pro stuff, um, Mm -hmm. Tempted by Squeeze. Oh, man. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not expect there to be that much going on in that song. I really. I kind of. I guess I hadn't listened very closely to it before I thought, ah, it's a cool tune. Let me just pull it down and listen. No, there's a a lot happening in that song.
0: Yeah. So. I feel about tempted the way I feel about, uh, Christmas songs. Um, cause every year that they come around and you have to look, you have to pick some up and you've got to perform them. Right. But all of those, you know, all of those songs are written by piano players. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> playing, yeah. playing them. Yeah. Them yeah. Jazz, <laughs> jazz piano players. Yeah. All they, playing them fancy 10 oh, cent chords, suspensions and yeah, weird augmentations and stuff. Hogs and add yeah. fours and sevens God, and nines and 11s and,
0: uh, but if you can if you can work your way through it, man, you sound like a cat.
1: True, true.
0: You're like, ooh, lots of sevens, mm. lots of like, you know, if you're playing, it, like, I'm trying to think, like, have yourself a merry little Christmas is like all sevens, all sevens.
1: No, oh yeah. yeah, it's all jazz. It's all so like it's F7, all jazz, sevens and yeah, nines and A
0: seven, B seven, major C7, sevens, yeah. major B7. sevens
1: and dom yep. sevens and
0: yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. But again, it's a good song. And um and I'd love to do Tempted, um,
1: the groove of it's so nice, you know, just yeah. it's a tasty little pocket, and yeah, it's a great tune.
0: Oh yeah, it's a great tune. big fan. Yeah. Well, I think we hit all the tools, and then probably a year from now we'll have to do Tools for Fools Part Three. Part three. Part where we si- where we we basically go. Remember all those things we talked about? We hate them all. Here's the new one. <laughs>
1: That's right. Here's how Band Helper has betrayed me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is where Arlo scorched the earth That's right, and I will never, you know,
1: That's anyway, right. I Arlo. shout
0: out to Arlo and band helper. Thanks, thanks so much.
1: Seriously, Tonight's episode is brought to you by band helper. Yeah, basically pretty much go, go pay band helper. Yes. <laughs>
0: and if not, you know, this, this podcast has been listened to almost 2000 times since May or sorry, since March. Nice. Um, I looked at the stats, a friend of mine was like, My my podcast has been played over a thousand times. I was like, Hmm, I wonder where we are and I was like, Oh, we're way past that. Yeah. Kind of pat myself on the back there. Yeah, it's good. And we did such a good job. But, um, yeah,
1: everyone needs to like us on, uh, iTunes and, mm-hmm. you know, comment and favorite and all that stuff. Cause it really does help and, yeah. you know, get us enough friends listening to it of yours. And, uh, we may get some money at Arlo for mentioning things like that. Who knows?
0: Yeah. Or, you know, if you've got something you want to sell to literally dozens of people, you can <laughs> send us a free copy yeah. of something or, or, yeah. or pay us some money and we'll, we'll talk about it.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny cause, um, the, the, company we use to host the podcast was called podomatic Mm -hmm. Uh, about a week ago i thought thought we weren't shouting them out (laughs) no we're no we're calling them out um about a week ago it lost its mind and like couldn't download so anybody who was trying to get our our episode a couple weeks ago and it was just like nope i'm not doing that it's because our host was um yeah broken Uh, which is too bad it was a really good episode (laughs) good episode and it got no traction if you missed that one two weeks ago please go back and do it but um but in their stats it recorded every attempt to download. So yeah. if you look at that weekend, it was like, oh my God, we're suddenly on fire. Everyone loves us. Well, no, nobody loves us. Yeah. That's, kind of that that us. was the unfortunate part. I was like, 326. I know. We were so hours. excited. And I was yeah, like, it was, wait, but nobody can hear it. Ooh.
0: No, it was just, it was us. Anyway. It was you and me hitting the refresh button. <laughs> that's probably over, over true. Again.
1: I did hit the refresh button quite a few times.
0: Yeah. I <laughs> probably have a couple clicks on that as well. So yeah. Yeah. we'll take our licks, but, um, we want to thank you all for, uh, for continuing to, uh, to listen and, uh, to support this deal. Um, I don't know where it's going, but, uh, we're, we're going to keep trying to generate yeah, good content. We're having fun wherever we are. So it's true. Yeah. And, um, next week we'll have, uh, the, the fanny pack Friday postmortem. If anybody yes. wants to skip that week. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no, no. We're eager to hear. We want to hear all about
0: it. Hopefully hopefully it's uh it is uneventful in a good way. Yeah. You know, now I'm just stressing about pre-sales and all that jazz. Yeah. So. How does all that look? Um we are we I think we have a couple of tables still available. Um and and pre-sales are are strong. They're not as far along as I'd like them to be. Um, but you know, it it, it all kind of falls out in the wash. So you know, I know what I have to. I know what I have to sell in order to break even. Yeah, and I'd like to, you know, do more than that. We're actually probably already there um, as far as pre-sales goes. So everything else is just
1: gravy. Cool. So, Very good.
0: I'm in. All right, um, that'll do it for us. Uh, thank you all for your continued support. Like, subscribe, and uh, comment, and we will call it for this week from Atlanta, Georgia. This is Adam Johnson, Greensboro, North Carolina. Dan Ray you have been listening to the cover band confidential podcast episode 14 have a good week